All right, about to start. <clears throat> I do want to take that out first. I'll take you out. <laughs> How do we make this like a totally casual episode? Like, the, just like we drop in the theme song somewhere. But we, like, well, I don't know if I want to go that far. But we can't, how we're like, oh, I want to drink some of my tea and not be weird about this shit. Okay. All right. So. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Queer Arabs pod. Ah, let me start over. To the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we're the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi and a lesbo. I am Lebanese, bi, trans, and slightly offended by that faux, painfully faux Southern accent. Hater. So, some background. We had a lot of drama last week, and we're done. We decided to, we want to do a happy episode. I mean, we're probably not done, done, but we're done talking about it on the podcast. We just wanted to do a fun episode. We were going to originally talk about um, what's been going on in Yemen. Which is way too depressing. It is, but it's important. Uh, But we will get to it. Um, It's just this week, we kind of wanted something low-key, and we came up with... Pride stories, because it's pride season, which is the official mating season of the lesbian. (laughs) And on June 1st, this episode's going to drop, so... That's a good way to start out June. It's um, There are pride festivals and parades, things like that around the world. Even in the Middle East, there are pride festivals sometimes. That get canceled, which we will talk about. Okay, so we lied. There is going to be like one downer moment in this. Here, <laughs> take it away, New York Times. I, I was thinking, okay, well, I know, I know of all places. I mean, Tel Aviv, when we're talking about the Middle East, yes, Tel Aviv has a huge pride. The only other place that came to mind was Beirut. It has been a thing in Beirut before. This year, uh, the New York Times published on May 16th that, okay, I'm gonna read a snippet. For members of Lebanon's gay community, Beirut Pride Week uh, was intended as a way to celebrate diversity, fight discrimination, and push for more rights and recognition. But that dream came crashing down this week when the Lebanese authorities detained the celebrations organizer, releasing him only after he promised to cancel the remaining events. It's called Lebanon is known as gay-friendly, but Pride Week was shut down. Very, very sad. Um, it gives more detail in this article about who, what, what when. led, who, what, when. Anyway. <sighs> All right, so let's on to the real meat of this. Uh, we're going to tell some pride stories. Our own pride stories or whatever comes to mind related to pride. So it would be cool to start with some prides that are we, we remember fondly or not so fondly, whichever. All right. Um, probably my favorite pride, aside from the one with you. Mm-hmm. Of course. I can tell that story too. Yeah. Um, would be 
around uh, 2000, Pride 2004, 2005. It was my first real Pride out as a woman. I had I transitioned in, in my early 20s, went full-time at the same time. So I had been to Pride before, but always like, you know, somewhere in an in-between status. A lot of trans people do have like a time where they sort of like a woman in one spot, male in the other. So this was my first Pride going as a woman. It was awesome. So I was wandering through the crowd with a bunch of friends. And um, walking across from me is this beautiful woman. We make eye contact, and but we're just walking with a group of friends, casually talking, but we're just like locked on. You know, and as we cross, you know, cross each other's, like go parallel to each other, we both spin around. And we just have a moment where we're just looking at each other. Our friends have sort of stopped. They aren't saying anything. And all I can ask is, so are you local? And she's like, no, I'm from Austin. And we both kind of sighed heavily and I'll be like, <laughs> and we were like, well, enjoy your pride. But it felt really good because up until that point, I had never really been like wanted or desired as a woman in sort of a public space like that. I had loved, you know, when I was rocking the guy thing, I had, you know, had a few fun nights, but never like a moment like that. Not like of just pure, honest attraction where there was no shame. Nobody was like, well, you got to keep this on the down low, even though it was mm -hmm. just like eyes meeting and spinning around in public. But that was that was yeah. kind of a thing. It made an impression, obviously. By the way, you may notice that our ta table is clinking a little today. We are drinking tea because we're keeping it cash. Yes. I love that. That's such a pure, just honest moment. And when I say pure, it's more like, it's not like, oh, it was tame. When you when you tell the story, it sounds like it was very complete, like the experience was complete. You don't feel like, oh, too bad, nothing happened, or I don't know. It's just the sense I get when you tell that story. Well, at the time, we were both very young, and I think because we had finished, we had done the, you know, so where do you live? We were both sort of looking for something a little long-term. Well, it sounds <sighs> like the moment was perfect it like, was it was just, just right it was a perfect but disappointing moment but i still key on as a positive just because mm -hmm. of the way it made me think about myself you don't know how something long term would be maybe that was just the right length it was supposed to be a few seconds in a crowd yeah damn that's the shortest relationship ever <laughs> that's a okay that is a record um okay Trying to think what... Okay, well, a pride that comes to mind for me that is super hilariously memorable was in 2009, and I went with my then-girlfriend and one of her friends to Boston. It was my first time in Massachusetts. It was one of my first times in on the East Coast. And we just went to Boston for fun. It was purely it, we didn't even know that pride was happening in boston when we went there that weekend and it happened to be going on so we found ourselves at pride which was really fun um at one point i don't even remember why we got in this elevator yeah we met some really fun people um in like during the festival and and they said hey we have a hotel room like doing not i know that sounds like that does sound a little on the sketchy side. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we had like hung out all day and they just 
they invited us to come up and hang out. Not nothing like the importance of context. I mean, folks. it's like hey, we just met you. Come up to our hotel room. No, we had like spent the whole day with them. Didn't feel weirded out by them or anything. We went into the hotel lobby, and I don't know what we were thinking. I don't know why this happened, but about 15 people got on the elevator at least, maybe even 20. And there there were other people and people just kept piling on. And I don't know why. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Of course, the elevator stopped working. It just shut down. We were all stuck in there for about half an hour. There were a couple people who were very, very claustrophobic, having panic attacks. One person tried to stand up and remove a ceiling panel to, I, I don't know what. Um, it works in the movies. It works in the movies, yeah. It does work in the movies. And I don't remember why like the alarm thing wasn't working, but it just wasn't. So no one was hearing that this was happening. Someone um, called, so I don't, I honestly don't remember why it took so long. Um, I know someone on their cell phone called someone to be like hey we need help here and eventually after half an hour this is so embarrassing but fire trucks came yeah so they had to pry us pry open the elevator door so it's all kind of a blur to me but it's so it's such a great memory because it's just it was like and and so from then on we just kept telling people we were we were stuck on an elevator in boston with like 15 other lesbians and, and nothing happened no actually nothing at all i don't know it was kind of it was fun it was, I, i'm giving their it's fun give, in retrospect it, i'm giving her this sort of look where it's like yes i love you and i completely believe you but i'm like no i do not believe you at all i would tell you i mean that would have made the story more very a lot more interesting than it were you is. were you like pressed nose to nose with a cute one i mean i was next to my girlfriend at the time so i guess that counts yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i know this story could be a lot more exciting and fun but that's the end of it and then we found ourselves at a block party where we couldn't move that's when i decided that i am not super obsessed with crowds i'm just not I've been I, in the concert setting. I am, but not in a pride setting. I don't. I didn't really like that, um, the, like night party where you can't even move because it's so packed. Oh god, that's disgusting. It's just like, <sighs> not my thing. Yeah, I mean, some people, some people, I think like that environment. It's um, the closeness, the excitement, the adrenaline, but. Maybe I'm just too much of an introvert. Uh, for context here, though, Alia is the most extroverted person in my friend's circles. In my usual friend's circles. That says a lot, because I am not much of an extrovert. So My friends were a little worried about how extroverted you were. Really? Yes. Like? Or you don't need to name names. I'm going to go with Allie. Oh, okay. She was like, she's uh, very extroverted. And I was like... Interesting. Well, we all have different assessments of each other, apparently. Our, perce our perceptions of others are different from sometimes how the person actually feels about themselves. It wasn't like a big pause or just like she's just very extroverted. 
because she noticed. Yeah. I think I get excited around people I know and trust and, and like, yeah. So I can be pretty enthusiastic when I'm around people I like and know. So, yeah. What uh, else? What else? Um, can I tell the parade story? Oh, from ours together? No, no, we'll get, we'll save that one for last. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in Houston, we had something called the Transgender Center for a while. It started off as a support group run on and off by this amazing person called, uh, her name is Kristen Williams. She is still doing amazing work in Houston. I personally look up to her and I think she's awesome. But she ran basically transgender support groups like the Transgender Center does research and she is like an ass kicker on all levels. I think she even rides around on Harley. Nice. Maybe. Probably. Yes. No. I don't know. I, I want that mental picture. Okay. I'm not denying it. No one's denying it. I feel the audience judging me. Yes. They're judging hard. Yes. In a pre-recorded thingy. I'm sure if Kristen Williams ever hears that, she'll like that. I hope. That mental image of her. So anyway. Anyway, so one of these, one of those prides, we, for the pride every year, Houston has a, used to have a pride parade going through Montrose. It's in downtown now. Whole separate issue. So Montrose is this cute little neighborhood for those of you who don't know. It used to be sort of ghetto and unpatrolled. But it cleaned up, you know, through gentrification and increased police patrols. Uh, as the gay community became, like, sort of out of the shadows, it became a very popular spot in Houston and is now, like, the spot. Uh, so, but this is back in 2006, when it wasn't yet the most reputable place, depending on who you ask. Um, so we were in this church parking lot building our float for the pride parade it was on the back of a trailer so we're stringing up lights putting up paneling signs all this good stuff and it's just everyone from this transgender support group that i was a part of and i'm not going to name names or anything because it was anonymous but i was there and that's all i'll say uh but we built the float we got in line and we were like like somewhere towards the back of like a hundred something floats driving through Montrose. And so, nice. we, and the Montrose Pride Parade starts at dusk. So we're just hanging out then. We just, like everyone's running between floats and saying hi to all their friends and stuff. So we get on the way and since we're towards the back and this thing starts pretty late because I had never been in the parade before at this point, mm -hmm. uh, I thought like no one's going to be there. Everyone's going to go home because everyone's going to be parted out. I was fucking wrong. So we get up, turn the street, and these streets are pretty wide. These are like two to three lane streets with, you know, very spacious sidewalks and parking lot. The parking lot and like most of the streets are gone. They're just covered in people for blocks on end. There are people on the roofs. There are people on any sort of balcony. You know, there are people on bleachers. They are people. They are all screaming and cheering at us and, you know, throwing beads because I think because reasons but it was fun and this was like the first year i'd written i think i'd written the float i had decided to go totally femme i had this really cute tank top on and it 
I, I got a lot of beads and I never felt this accepted in a public space before, like by a large crowd. I've always, to this day, I still have some anxiety about passing and, you know, being called out on my whole gender stuff. But, you know, that one really kind of like gave me a lot of confidence for a while. Like even now, even though like I'm living, I've been doing the living as female thing for over a decade and, you know, everything in my life reflects that. I have the coolest girlfriend ever. Mm -hmm. um, no, I do. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Uh, but the point is, drove through this awesome crowd. They were screaming like I was a rock star, and it was amazing. And I felt really, really loved by a community at that moment. And we sort of rode through the parade. It was kind of a blur. Mm -hmm. You know, people ran up to me and, like, put beads around my neck and stuff. Like, they ran, you know... From the street towards the float and back and there were little kids and oh. there were like glow sticks everywhere and it was so cool and it was just this like awesome night parade oh i love it so oh and that's nice in the heat to i mean this time of year to have it at night uh for context we are in houston which is like after yeah. march it's pretty much 100 percent humidity and Usually about 90 to 95 plus. Yeah, so here they have the parade like at the end of the of Pride Festival. Yeah, usually at sunset. Yeah. Um, last year, Ellie and I got to spend Pride together, which was really fun. That was really cool. Yeah, so um, it, it was, I mean, as expected, really hot, really muggy, blah 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 but it was such a blast i loved it and like we both got there we met up with two of our friends and we walked around and ellie got a cool rainbow shirt um so it is this rainbow like all the way down tank top like it's not like a little flag it's the entire top like yeah, tank top. It the is, entire top is the rainbow flag yeah and i and since i've lived in houston for quite a long time i have a, and i've been sort of in and out of activist circles a lot i have a lot of friends in this so we were like seeing people i knew at all these booths mm -hmm. you know there was of course the houston gamers you know quick shout, shout, out. shout out uh there was you know i believe there was like the hc contingent one of the people there was a close friend of mine yeah. there was of course the houston um democratic caucus if i got that right mm -hmm. and like all these prevention groups montrose community center and you know we basically got to see all these people I hadn't seen in years. Yeah, and... it was cool for I, I'm I was so glad to meet some of your friends from your past. It was really cool to hear yeah. them tell stories about you in the past and like what you were like then, stuff like that. It was it was fun and um, so after we did all the all the festival stuff, watched a concert and you know did all all the usual, you know, stuff you do at a pride festival. Then we were all excited for the parade, which was about to start at sunset. So we got in, we we um, stood at the side of the street, but it turned out, I don't know like why, I don't know why we ended up being way pushed back behind a crowd and there was no way we could see anything anyway. Um, but in the meantime, while we were waiting for it to start and we thought we were going to be able to see the parade, um, there were these girls next to us. This again is going to sound shady, but it's not. 
where they're like, here, have a jello shot. And we took it. And it was delicious. And yes. they had like a whole cooler full of stuff and they were selling it. And it was awesome. Well, they bought it from other people. Oh, wait. That, they, a vendor. So there's the context. It wasn't like, here, here, I just met you. Here's a, here's a beverage. Drink it. We, it was, they were so sweet. They, they uh, went to this, the vendor right there um, that was selling jello shots and they bought a bunch and then they said okay you guys are next to us you're roped into the jello shot circle so we just we joined in it was great they were fun yeah and we all were um leaning leaning against a chain link fence thinking okay this is comfortable enough like we have a place to lean against and blah blah but because we did that i think that's why all the all of the crowd went and was in front of us yeah. eventually because we were those lazy assholes who were like, oh, let's just lean back against this fence. And everyone else was, they knew to go up further. So anyway, and it turned out we were not right on the route of the parade. We had to go up like half a block to see anything anyway. Um, and so we said, you know what? Screw this. Let's all leave. Um, the parade was a nice idea. And we all just, the four of us, our two friends and us, um went to a restaurant that we really like and just spent the rest of the evening there and that was really nice yeah i mean when i first started going to the pride parades like 2000 2001 mm -hmm. like this it was nowhere near the corporate sort of community affair mm -hmm. you know this was it was mainly community organizers and like out people and there was always this, you know, loud, angry protester contingent, you know, the type, the Jesus types. And every year, the pride got bigger. It got more corporate. It got more sponsors. And the shouty Christians who were usually at the gate got smaller and smaller and less threatening. They were just kind of there. Yeah. I think it was almost like out of tradition at this point. Yeah. So. Almost and, a joke by then. I do have mixed feelings about the whole corporatization of Houston Pride. Um, I do like the fact that it is cleaner, there's security, and there's a lot of community and government outreach within it, but mm -hmm. uh, that comes with you know societal and governmental ex acceptance of our community. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the sort of underground, you know, grudgingly patrolled by police, uh, Pride was a lot of fun, but it was also probably a lot scarier. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's probably across the board, you know, Pride getting more corporate and bigger. And and now it's just, you know, I mean, it is for, it still is for um, LGBT folks, but it's also just for everyone now. And in a way that's wonderful. Like, yeah. Um, you know, we could just get into the politics of pride later on. Yeah. So, um, we so, want to keep this one a happy one. Yeah, exactly. But I've, I'm really looking forward to this year's pride, corporate involvement and all. And I think yeah. my political leanings have been more than anti-corporate on this show. So, but I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to seeing my friends. I'm still looking forward to like basically going to a place where everyone is assumed to be gay of some sort. Right. 
Yeah, we're, we we don't stick out for once. It's like, or we don't look behind us before we hold our hands. Exactly. We don't. Yeah, we don't get that nervous feeling, like that little. I don't know. When we walk down the sidewalk, and you know, when we're just walking, I'm usually okay holding hands, but I still, I do kind of glimpse around to see what's going on, because after all, we are in Texas, and uh, yeah. Yeah, but the sad, okay, I guess I have to do one sad. The sad thing, saddest thing mm -hmm. I saw from Pride is like when we were getting on the on the transit rail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Houston has some mass transport people. Something else to be happy about. But when we're getting on the trail uh train train we got on and people were starting to take off their pride stuff so they can like just completely off because they were going back to neighborhoods where they couldn't be yeah. out and open where you know throwing up the the gay colors would get them in trouble but it's really nice to think that for a small time you know they don't have to worry about that we don't yeah. have to worry about that yeah um and Houston is quite liberal compared to the rest of Texas. I mean, yeah, there's Austin too. So there's Austin, Houston, Dallas. I think it's pretty. I don't no, know. I'm okay, say I no. actually don't know. Uh, okay. Dallas is sort of the like if Houston is sort of the respectable of uh, if Houston city or Texas cities were like three brothers, Houston would be the respectable corporate one. Mm -hmm. Who still knows how to have fun? Dallas would be like the soulless corporate, and Austin would be like full of hippies. Or yuppies by now. Uh, yeah, I want to say hippies. I know, I know. Um, what about San Antonio? I don't know we, how liberal we don't speak is. of San Antonio. Oh my god, it's like the the cousin that no one no one thinks about for good reason. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. Even though, you know, we're in a pretty liberal city, it's, and it's, I mean, it's huge, it's super diverse, it's wonderful, I, I rarely feel uncomfortable. Um, there are, there, it is still Texas, and there have been times, I'm sorry, I'm going to get sad, I mean, I'm going to say something sad again, but um, I was at a women's march, um, I think it was a women's march. Was um, this the women's march in January? Um, no, it was one later. It's either a women's march or something else. Or it was about the uh, refugee ban. Oh, you know, where the they first just, or well, second one. I don't even remember. Where, yeah, ref um, the there was, was a the suspension on the refugee uh, program, you know. Where they were just like, anyway. So I went to a thing about that. And on the other side of the street, there were these counter protesters which were, um, it, was, it was a smaller group, but they were very loud. And there was one guy who drove by in a car and was yelling at our side, being like, uh, all you gay, all you gays are gonna, um, you're gonna die in a fire, boy. And he kept saying this stuff. And it was very, it was actually very alarming because he sounded so filled with hate and rage. So anyway, those those moments do happen, and uh, and so we do have to be mindful of that. Um, so at Pride, it's nice to not think about 
like not even think twice about holding hands or any of that. Like it's it's so nice. I love it. And somewhere we we aren't ashamed to say to call our cats our children. Well, I'm never ashamed of that. Okay, I might be a little bit ashamed. <laughs> At least I don't say I I I only joke with you that like oh I gave birth to these cats. Okay. No. What about your friend circle? Because I definitely know you were. Well, yeah. Okay, with some of my friends, we just, we say that. Some. <laughs> Not all of them. Some who are equally cat crazy will joke about that with me. Ellie. <laughs> so, um, anything else pride related that comes to mind? Uh, this year, um, maybe we should make it a point. If you know somebody who's in the closet and wants to come, where it's safe to, for them to sort of go with some plausible deniability. Be somebody's plausible deniability this year. Go in a group. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, I was just supporting our friend who's very out and proud, but she's a little shy, so we went to go make her comfortable. And, yeah, it's really you going, but, you know, maybe that should be a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the year, let's call it the year of plausible deniability. I like that. And to end this, I I know we had thought about telling our how we met story because it's about to be Pride and yay, love stories, right? Yes. Okay, so Ellie and I started talking over a certain program, an no, app. No, go back further than that. Why were you even on the OKCupid? Okay Oh God. Okay. So anyway, I guess we're we're getting detailed here. Which is, is well, okay, Cupid. It's like one of the biggest dating sites I out know, there, I and know. both our profiles are deactivated. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, so I was hanging out with two friends. They're this gay this gay couple. Um, I know. I knew. At the time, I knew one of one of the people we had we had been friends for four, I don't know, for a few years by then, and I met up with him, and he was like, "Hey, I want you to meet my boyfriend," and it came out that they had met on OkCupid, and um, they seemed so happy together. They they're still happy together, and yeah. Anyway, that night um, we. We uh, went to a restaurant, hung out. Then we went to their uh, one of their apartments, and we started drinking a little bit, you know. And um, and one Alia, of Alia Haram. I know. I'm so haram. And I know. Sue me. Anyway, um, so <laughs> so they were they were saying, "Hey, Alia, um, have you ever done online dating?" Um, I was in a bit of a funk at that point, um, just kind of feeling, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. And I had ended a relationship um, that same year, but earlier, earlier in that year. And um, so anyway, we were just like joking around and I said, oh, I no, that's not my thing. I. I was, I don't know why I was terrified of the whole online dating thing. I thought it was sketchy. I didn't know. I thought, 
I didn't think it was sketchy for everyone, but definitely for me because I didn't trust myself to like avoid the creeps and know how to detect the creeps right away. And I just didn't know how to play the game. Um, but by the end of the evening, I had an OkCupid profile. Um, and, uh, and I said, fine, I'll, you know, I'll do this and see, you know, at, at the very least, it'll be entertaining and interesting to see how it works. So I started talking to a few different people and not, none of them turned, like none of them seemed like someone I would want to um, like stay in contact with for very long. There were, you know, the usual creeps, and then some folks who I just didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I don't. Know. You're nice. I was like, yeah. I mean, it just wasn't didn't do anything for me or for probably them. How many people opened with hey or sup? I have no idea. And um, so then I saw Ellie's Ellie's profile, and I read it and I was just like, wow, I, oh my gosh, she, I want to, and my first thought was, I want to be friends with this person. I wasn't even like fully going into this experience looking for a partner. I really actually wasn't. I was, I was still kind of new to, new to Houston. And I was like, well, you know, if I meet some cool people, great. And, um, so I wrote to Ellie and I, the first thing I talked about was the L word because she had mentioned the L word as a show she liked. Like it was very a um, very minor thing on her profile, but that just for some reason stood out to me. <laughs> so we started our com basically our first long conversation hating on Jenny Schechter yeah. of the L word. Yes, and Ellie was like, "Oh my God, Jenny Schechter sucks," and I was I thought, okay. The whole last I need season. To talk to her more. The whole last season should have just been all of them killing her. Oh my god! It's, oh god! Yeah, no, Jenny suck. Jenny sucks. And then Ellie wrote back. I mean, Ellie wrote as I already said. Sorry, we wrote back and forth, and I would say we talked for about a week, mm -hmm. week and a half until we met. Right? Yeah. Um. Wait, can I, so let's put your story on pause and let's come at it from my side? Yeah. Okay, so at this point in my life, I have been on like a billion first first dates. Mm -hmm. uh, spoiler alert, if you are trans and are out, you are going to have a hard time dating. Uh, you're going, sex is easy, one night stands are easy, but you're, oh, it feels like you'll always be somebody's dirty little secret or everyone's favorite unicorn. For mm -hmm. those who don't know, unicorn means like you're the basically the third for couples night out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's pretty bad, especially if you list yourself either as bi or trans. And I had the distinction to do both. So at this point, I had sort of gotten into the rhythm of lots of first dates with no expectations because that's the only way I could keep saying and keep doing it. So in comes with this person who can actually hold a conversation and, you know, and talk to me like a real human as opposed to a fun night and nothing more. Mm -hmm. And so we talk, we talk about Jenny Schechter, we talk about cats, <laughs> we basically talk about all the things le lesbians 
who came of age during the early 2000s would talk about. Yeah. And we leveled up pretty quickly. We, we became friends on Facebook. Not maybe like a week into it. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so yeah. we set a date for the, do you want to say, I'll say the 13th. Yeah, the 13th of that month. Yes. That particular we month. We will leave it at that. Yeah, that's our, our, our thing. Um, so we set, we set a date to meet up, and <laughs> stuff got interesting. So, no, okay. no, first let's go with a little more context. She had a friend from out of town. Oh, yeah. No, not from out of town. I had a friend. Okay. I had this actually Middle Eastern friend here who I had recently met, and he was talking about how he really was he was like, oh, I, I don't know of all the good Middle Eastern places in Houston. Like, yeah, online tells you, but you can't really know until you try them. So I wrote to Ellie and I said, hey, um, you know, you're from Houston pretty much. Do you have any ideas of Middle Eastern places? And she gave me some ideas. And then I said, and like I had already set a time to meet up with some friends, I think. I don't know if we had decided the day or not, but including that guy who was looking for a good restaurant. So one of the places Ellie mentioned looked really awesome. So we decided to do that. And then I, because I'm so awkward, I'd never done this online dating thing. I didn't know if this would be a date for Ellie and me or if it would just be like, hey, let's hang out. I so, was definitely in the date mindset, but. Well, I mean, I kind of, was but I was also like afraid to be too weird or forward. So you bring your so, so she naturally, for fear of being awkward or too forward, she brings an entire group of friends. Yeah, because that's not awkward. And I'm <laughs> and I'm coming into this alone. Yeah, well, I told you, I did say, hey, a, a group of us are going to go to this restaurant you recommended at, at um. And I think we we decided between two days, and I said, do either of these days work for you if you want to come? And you're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and so... It wouldn't have been the weirdest date I've ever been on. It actually turned out to be really awesome. Um, so, okay. And I'm a little thankful they came. Yeah, I am too. Well, you'll see why. So I got in my car. It was after work, after a long day of work, and I... All I had time to do was run in and change, and I think that's it. Like, I, I was at the apartment for like five minutes. Got back in the car, started driving. I heard the dreaded thunk, 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 like very gradually. And I was like, oh my God, no, I, there's no way I have a flat tire. Not right now, no. And, and I thought, okay, I'll just keep driving. I don't. I I might be imagining it. Nope. I started feeling the car kind of leaning to one side, and then I heard metal against the pavement. Um, yeah, I I should have pulled over earlier, but there was like I was on a high. Um, I I was on a not even a highway, a busy street with no shoulder or anything. So I just was waiting for the first opportunity to pull over and finally I did into a Baptist church parking lot of all places. So at this point she calls me and says, or no, I just texted you or text even worse. You text me. <laughs> I have a flat tire. So of course, naturally it's like, Oh good. I'm, I'm being saved. I'm, I'm being cut off early. Right. And I, I knew when I texted that I was like, I knew she would think it was just some 
bogus excuse to get out of the date or you know it wouldn't have been the worst i heard and i i felt so i felt so terrible because i knew that it would come across that way and thankfully i was only half a mile from the place we were going to meet up first because we were first going to meet for coffee just the two of us and then go meet up with my friends that way we restaurant. could that way we could get all the awkwardness out and perhaps save her friends some embarrassment <laughs> yeah um so i said hey well i'm i'm just half a mile away it'll take me i don't even know 10 minutes or whatever to walk there don't worry about it just hang out i'm really sorry i'm late and I'm just going to leave my car here and then figure it out later. Um, to which I say immediately, like, nah, I'm going to come pick you up. Because at this point in the day, it was like sort of gray and overcast and it's starting to drizzle. And I was already mm -hmm. at Starbucks with like my hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I drive over there, find her in this Baptist church. And this isn't <laughs> Baptist this, church parking lot. And it, this isn't a small Baptist church. This is a mega church. Well, no, it's not like Joel Olstein. No, church. not that mega. But, but it is definitely an extremely large church with its own parking lot, facilities, campus, <laughs> and like church on a hill. It is iconically yeah. Baptist church. And yeah. I don't know how the church would feel about our relationship, but I still am eternally grateful for them not giving... Not giving me trouble for leaving my car there for a few hours. Yeah. Um, didn't a nice young man ask you if you needed help? Yeah, a, a guy asked if he could change my tire. And turned out my spare tire was not there because I had already used my spare tire in the past. So my spare tire was now the flat tire. Nice. <laughs> and so I, you know, um, I had to deal with it later. Anyway, so Ellie came, pulled up in her car, and my first thought was like, wow, she's absolutely stunning. She's just gorgeous. I'm still blushing here. <laughs> like now and, and then. I just, right away, I just felt so comfortable with Ellie. Like, it, our conversation felt so natural. And yes, we had just met, and Ellie is letting a stranger get in her car. Okay, and for... And to set the scene, it's, you know, sunset. I Here comes this lesbian who, like, this trans lesbian. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you were talking about me. Here comes this lesbian. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You're not cutting out this laughing moment. Anyway, uh, so here comes this lesbian. At this point, I was rocking this pretty badass undercut. I yeah, think. and I, your plaid I, shirt. And plaid shirt rolling up in a Prius. With Doc Martens on. I think I had my Docs on that mark, that night. So, that sounds familiar. So, like, at least four articles of lesbian stereotype. Oh I was laying it on pretty thick. Oh, my God. I love it. And, and, and you let this random lesbian in a Baptist church parking lot get in your car. And thankfully, it worked out. So, got in the car, we started talking right away. It all just felt very comfortable and I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I was just I was I was really blown away by how easy it was to just talk to someone I had just met cuz normally it, that is very hard for me. Um and so we drove over to um to get coffee and hang out and we told each other about ourselves and 
hung out for about an hour, and then we went to this Middle Eastern dessert or bakery um, so I could get a few desserts to give my friend, the Middle Eastern guy who was going to the restaurant, um, a gift for his birthday. So got kind of Ellie helped me pick a nice variety of little desserts and... Then we went to the restaurant. My friends showed up. Um, the whole time, I guess my friends could tell that Ellie and I were t totally into each other. Um, and I, I was feeling, I, w I mean, I was very comfortable, but I was also pretty shy, like feeling shy at the same time. And I guess that showed, it showed that I was feeling shy, but super into Ellie, like really feeling, feeling it. And uh, my friends, all of a sudden, conveniently stood up at the same, or I don't, no, 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 that's, that was later. You, Ellie, Ellie got up to go Use to the, the restroom. And while she was, yeah, while she was in the restroom, um, my friends were saying, oh my God. And they were, one of them said, you just met? And, and you know, they... They were saying, you guys have such a, like, there's a connection there. There's chemistry there. And um, I think it was, I don't remember what point of the night, a friend of mine was texting me and um, just saying, oh. This is, and you, you keep know. in mind, this is her friend who's sitting across the table from her. Yeah, text texting me, just being like, ooh, seems to be going well or whatever. And then... I, I did notice, and they confirmed it later, I noticed that they seemed to be texting each other, and conveniently at one point, all of them stood up at the same time and just said, oh, I gotta go, blah, blah. They all suddenly had to go at the same time. And and it, it seemed very smooth, you know, they just happened to leave at the same time and blah, blah, and left the two of us by ourselves. It turned out not to be smooth because one of them left a very important item of theirs back. They left the, an iPad. I, uh, an iPad. She left her iPad. So this was like $700 of I am definitely coming back. Yeah, so I texted her and I said, hey, so... I know you're trying to be smooth. I know you're trying to be cool and smooth and let us like continue by ourselves, but not going to work. You're going to have to come back in. So she came back and she was like, oh, that was I ruined that. And later on, we joked about it. Um, it was really funny. And then Ellie drove me back to the Baptist Church parking lot after that. And she waited with me as I called um, AAA and got the tire repaired. Like, she waited for a couple hours with me, I want to say. It felt like a long time, right? It was like barely an hour. Oh. I don't know why I thought it was longer. It was fun. It was really fun. So they towed her car. I drove behind it with her. So... She wouldn't have to ride with this rando uh, tow truck guy because mm -hmm. obviously riding with the person she just met was slightly better than riding with the tow truck person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Riding with you was way better. So we drop off our car. I Then we drive back to her place, which is here. Yeah. And, and I was like, should I invite Ellie up? And then I thought, no, that's too like, I was like, I don't want to seem too forward or too whatever whatever and later i later ellie told me she would have totally come up if i'd asked but i didn't know that at this point i was just really relieved they just didn't all get up and leave while i was in the bathroom 
Like everyone, including you. Ellie. Wouldn't have the first time. Ugh. Anyway. Um, so that was a really fun. It, it's so, I love it. I love, like, that's the only time, probably looking back, that I'm grateful for a flat tire. Because if we had just, like, met up, who knows? I mean, who knows? If it were a little less traumatic, I probably wouldn't have made the same impression. No, it's not that. It's not that. I'm just saying we might not have had the same experience. I think we would have still, like, gotten into a relationship with each other because you're freaking amazing and we clearly had a connection. But it it made the night so cool because, like, Ellie, just hanging out with her in the Baptist Church parking lot at the end of the night for, I guess, an hour was so nice like we just it gave us more time together and otherwise we would have just driven off our own separate directions after the restaurant and then like made it you know set a time to see each other again and it would have been awesome but this just i don't know this gave us more time together and it kind of forced us to be together one-on-one more that evening and i i remember like that whole evening is just so um just so wonderful in my memory. Nothing about the flat tire annoys me when I think back to it. It's like, it's all part of- Part, part of, of a moment. Part of our moment, part of our story and- By the way, spoiler, we stay together and we U-Haul it. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Spoiler alert in retrospect. <laughs> no, no, I mean, they might not know. They may not have been paying attention for the past whatever episodes. Yeah, true. So I'm really grateful for Ellie. I'm and grateful for my darling. I'm grateful to the two. I won't name them. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to out, out anyone. Um, I'm grateful for the two guys who, who uh, kind of coerced me to get um, OkCupid okay that night. I had it. I had the app for a grand total of maybe a week. Deactivated it like after you and I started talking on Facebook because I just thought, uh, I don't really, I don't know. I just, I just want to talk to Ellie. Oh. So. Yeah. So we ditched OkCupid because our messenger was trash and got on Facebook like real couples do. Yes. Uh, so contrasting stats here. She was on for a week. I was like on. Let's see. What was it at that point? Five years. Mm-hmm. I want to say five years without a second date, so you got to keep trying. And yeah, it was so cool that like the the first and only date I went on through the app was happened to be with you. It was just meant to be. <laughs> I'm just I I'm so glad I didn't have to like uh, get all jaded and bitter and start using well, Tinder. I just, I. She's never had to learn to swipe right, people. I never have, and I, I don't know how. I don't know how to just go on dates. I don't know how to go on dates with like someone I haven't met. I guess. Yeah. Like. But now, I mean, now I do clearly. Yes. Get a flat tire and park in a Baptist church parking lot. That's the key. Um. To a successful date. Yeah. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> Like, yeah, I've gone on dates in the, I mean, I've gone on numerous dates in the past with people I had at least met 
at random, like met at a um, elevator. In an elevator, or wherever, like through a friend, or at a gay club or gay bar, um, whatever, but never through an online thing. And so, this is, a, I am grateful, okay, Cupid, grateful to my two friends who did the coercion, and grateful to the Baptist Church parking or Baptist Church for allowing not towing my car. And I am grateful that Jenny Schechter was both a memorable and disgusting character <laughs> who should have been killed off in the first season. Yes, Jenny brought us together. Too. And now we have a Roomba named Jenny who sucks up all our shit. Oh my god, that's horrible. And that's what we're ending on. Anyway, happy Pride, everyone. I'm, I'm grateful to all of you, and I wish all of you a great Pride, and to those who don't have a pride festivity in your area. Um, just know you're you're still not alone. We're here. A lot of people are here. Um, and yeah, you're you're never alone, even if it might feel like it. Yeah. Now let the lesbian mating season begin. Well, okay. I need to tell them how to contact us and stuff. Sorry, I just ruined that. Okay, I'll <laughs> I ruined it. Okay, you can contact us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com if you ever want to write in with suggestions or anything, feedback, whatever. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Queer Arabs. We have a website, thequeerarabs.com. And um, please rate us and review us on iTunes. It, it's, it would mean a lot to us. Yeah, it helps our rankings so even more people can hear us bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we do want to reach people, um, particularly queer, you know, queer people who can, you know. Who, who... want to hear two lesbians go on about cats <laughs> and how much Jenny Schechter sucks. <laughs> yes. On that note, Good thanks night, for listening. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thank you.